Welcome to Granite State Golfers with Micah. I'm an avid amateur golfer in New Hampshire. This podcast dives into the stories of the top amateur golfers in my home state. We are about to tee off. Please join me. This episode features my interview with Craig Stekowicz. Craig has had a remarkable career in New Hampshire golf. We cover some of his big wins. And what I really loved about talking with Craig is how much his love of the competition of golf comes through. I hope you enjoy it. So Craig, it is nice to meet you and welcome to Granite State Golfers and thanks for coming on the show. My pleasure. Um, Let's start in the beginning. Where did you grow up and when did you start getting into golf? Um, well, I grew up in Manchester, New Hampshire. Um, I started playing golf when I was uh, 13 years old. My, um, my dad, uh, was a, was a, a golfer, you know, weekend golfer. Um, he worked for UPS and he played in the weekends and he came home, uh, you know, one day with a little junior membership tag for Derryfield country club. I believe the year I can still see the tag in my, my mind's eye. It was 1971. And uh, it was for, I had two brothers, two siblings, and it was for my older brother and I, because my younger brother didn't have an interest in, in golf at the time. And, and that's where it started. Um, you know, we went to Derryfield Country Club on our bicycles with the big, you know, Ben Hogan bag strapped on our <laughs> back and we rode four miles um, to the golf course. And, you know, junior golf wasn't nearly as popular as it is today. And gosh, we played some all summer long, we played, you know, 36, 54, sometimes 72 holes a day. We'd get there at seven o'clock in the morning and, you know, sometimes get home, you know, eight 30 quarter to nine at night. Wow. So played a lot of golf as a kid. So it sounds like those summers when you got into it, it sounds like you got the golf bug real early and really got into it. Yeah, we, you know, we did. Um, like I said, it was my, my older brother, Gary and I, and we, um, we, we got to the golf course and we happened to bump into, a couple other um, high school, you know, classmates that we didn't really know, but like, hey, you gonna play golf? Yeah, well, well, let's start playing golf together, and and we did, and that little nexus kind of grew to, you know, from the four of us to maybe six or eight of us, um, and we just kept playing. Like I said, did you play? Did you start competing in tournaments or play on any team in high school? Uh, not, I did play uh, in high school. Um, you know, high school golf team, the competition slowly built. Um, you know, I can remember the first couple of times we were playing, we were probably annoying the hell out of some of the members. I, I remember the numbers, you know, 127, you know, 100 131, you know, and it, it became a competition in that, Hey, I was the first one to break 120. I was, I was the next one to break 110, you know, progressively downward. Um, certainly you're not entering golf tournaments when you're shooting 120. Right. Um, but you know, some of the, the junior events that were held at Derryfield, the CYO comes to mind after we had played a couple of years, we, you know, you'd see the banners and, and the pro shop and we eventually entered the, you know, the golf tournaments and started playing and so forth, but it took a little while to evolve to that. Yeah. And so by the time you get out of high school, how, what kind of scores were you shooting by the time you were 17, 18? Um, well, I was, I was shooting in the seventies, um, you know, occasionally, occasionally, you know, would break par, uh, you know, one or two under par, but interestingly with, with me, um, I played 
golf um, religiously until probably my senior year of high school. And, and then I kind of um, let the game go for a little while. Um, when I got out of high school, I, I went to a Vogue Tech in Manchester because I wasn't certain what I went, wanted to do. Uh, I didn't play golf those, those two years. Um, you know, after I finished the, the Vogue Tech in Manchester, um, I went on to UNH and I didn't play golf the entire time I was at UNH aside from perhaps, you know, once a year with my buddies and the cooler in the back of the cart type of thing. Yep. Um, so I had a five or six year period, you know, post high school that I didn't play. <laughs> it's kind of a funny story. I, you know, I'd gone to UNH and, and I remained in the seacoast and uh, I was living in Portsmouth. A friend of mine who played a little golf said, hey, uh, the stadium's over at Portsmouth Country Club. You want to go over there and watch? And I said, yeah, I'll do that. I remember going over there and watched a couple matches. And particularly, I watched Steve Robbins play, who was kind of a, um, you know, a, a very notable Portsmouth member and, and played on the senior tour for a period of time. Very accomplished, very good golfer. And watched these guys play. And, and in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, I can do this, you know, and the very next day, um, I think that was a, that was either a Saturday. I think it was a Friday or a Saturday that we did that the very next day. And don't ask me why I thought I had the right to do this. I sauntered over to <laughs> Wentworth by the sea. And are you fam- if you're familiar with yeah. it, you know, um, what was at the time, the, the 10th fairway is adjacent to the road and right in front of the clubhouse. I went out there with, you know, my seven iron and just dropped my shag bag uh, along the road and started hitting golf balls. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was there for five or 10 or 15 minutes. And, and I see this gentleman come walking toward me out of the pro shop and uh, happened to be Dan Franzoso. And he said, son, what do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a private club. And I said, oh, I'm just, you know, hitting a few golf balls. I'm, I'm sorry. He said, well, what do I got to do to join? He says, well, you got to come in and got to fill out the application and get approved, et cetera, et cetera. I went the next day and I joined. Wow. Um, you know, back in, in that time frame, Wentworth by the Sea was, was um, kind of in limbo. It was changing ownership year to year and the, and the membership was relatively inexpensive. And, you know, consequently, I joined. And that was my first five years back into uh, uh, golf was at Wentworth. So and okay. that's kind of how it, how it happened for me. And when you got back into golf at that time period, when was it in that period where you started playing in some of the NHGA events? Pretty much, yes. I would say the the first competitive thing, uh, again, going back to the juniors, I did play in, in, you know, the CY, you know, that 13 to 18 year time frame. I played in the CYOs and stuff like that. I think I played only in one New Hampshire Golf Association junior event. Um, okay. And I, I might have won the third flight or second flight as a junior. I don't recall. It, it wasn't very much. But, yes, I, I think uh, once I got back into playing, and I played quite a bit at Wentworth. I, I was a you know, evening guy um, and, and a weekend guy, and I played, met some people, started playing. And I think the Seacoast Dam was the first thing that, that got my attention, and, and, I, and I joined, um, and I entered. And, and I failed miserably. Uh, you know, I mean, here I am going out thinking I'm just going to shoot 68, 67, <laughs> 72. And it was it was probably more like 87, 83 and 86, you know, and see you later. Um, but it was a learning experience for me. And, you know, um, it, it was valuable, certainly was. And I and I envied the guys 
that were in the last group. I wanted to be them, but I didn't have, I didn't, you know, I could hit the ball, but I didn't know how to play golf. Yep. You know, I was a, I was a, I was a, you know, I was foolhardy. I did stupid things. I compounded mistakes, everything that every golfer learns and does at some point. Yeah. But I want to follow up on something you said there. You, yeah. you wanted to be in that last group. You, yeah. you know, from even when you went and watched the, the am at Portsmouth, you see yeah. these golfers. So there's clearly a sort of competitive drive and fire that you have. So when you go to the Seacoast am and you don't, didn't do that well, but you've, you were motivated to get better and wanting to do well in, in competition. No doubt. Um, to me, uh, you know, golf, the, the essence of golf to me is, is the competition. Um, you know, I like to, you know, hit golf balls and practice a little bit, but you'll rarely find me going out and playing nine holes by myself or, you know, just hitting golf, walking the golf course for the exercise or something like that. I like the competition. Even when I play today, it doesn't have to be much, you know, I'm going to play with uh, uh, my son, Bill Andrews and another uh, Portsmouth member. We're all pretty good. There'll be something on the line. We'll be playing for something just to make it interesting. I mean, if we weren't playing for anything, it, it to me, it, it wouldn't be the same. You know? So but absolutely. The competition is key. And so after that first Seacoast Am, did you start just entering more and more? Competitive I did. Yeah. I did. I remember, I, I clearly remember my um, first state am for the NHGA um, was at Manchester country club. I want to say it was uh, circa 1984. Okay. Um, again, had the same attitude kind of like, that I had in that Seacoast am description. I'm going to go out and shoot 68, 67. And I think I shot 88, 88 and see you later. <laughs> um, you know, I remember John Lewandowski won that year. Um, but I wanted to be part of that show. I wanted to play well. And I, you know, again, learn by failure. And I learned. Yeah. And I believe up until just a few years ago, that was the only, um, I missed a cut at um, Hanover Country Club. I think it was four years ago. And that was the only cut that I had missed in my active time in the stadium prior to that first one. Wow. So, um you know, I, I kind of wish I didn't have that little blotch on the, the Hanover Country Club, but but Manchester Country Club was was my worst failure. But it was valuable. I mean, I learned, you know, I, I figured out how to play. Yeah. You know? well, that's an incredible streak to only have missed just a couple to miss a couple. And I've been playing in them, I would say, gosh, you know, 30 plus years. And um, I've only missed two cuts. That's remarkable. Well, let's move into that. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not going to be able to know all of your wins, but let me let me mention some of them that caught my attention in doing okay. some research. Uh, your first state am title was 1990, I believe. Yep. Uh, you won it again in 1998. Yep. You won the 03 mid am. You won uh, the stroke play championship in 2000, 2007, and then countless number of senior match match play championships and senior tournaments. Yeah. Um, and the New England Am in 01. Yep. To name just a few, I guess if you could, what I'd like to ask you about is to pick one of those victories or one I didn't mention. And what is one of your wins that is particularly memorable for you? I would say, um, you know, the stadiums are important, but but to me, my my most important one from my perspective was the New England Am. And um, the reason for that, it, it was it was a bigger field. It's it's it encompasses the players throughout New England, not just, you know, New Hampshire. 
and I played and I played well. Um, uh, it was up at Queechee, Vermont, and I, I remember that you know I can't remember every shot, but I remember a lot of the ones that were important. And um, I remember starting out great. Um, I, I think I was five under par through nine holes. Ironically, I mean I'm almost you know you, as a golfer you can get to a point go you can get to a level where you you know everybody has a comfort zone, right? And you go, wow, five under par after nine holes. I don't belong here, right? This doesn't feel right. Um, but I didn't panic and I kept it going. And I, I ended up finishing the golf tournament. I think, um, I think it was eight or nine under par, you know, for the event. And I remember the last day I was, uh, it was 36 hole final. And I played with Rob Oppenheim, who's played on the tour. Um, and, you know, I managed to stay ahead of him by one shot. It went right down to the last hole, but it, it was a great feeling and it, wonderful sense of relief. And it was, you know, the beer I had after that round was the best one I ever had. <laughs> <laughs> so to me, that was, um, I would say is my, my top, uh, my top memory yeah. in, in my, my favorite event. Yeah. I can see why back to how you approach your, I guess the question is around, you know, the time that you devote to golf. You mentioned a little bit about you're wanting more of a competition than to go out and play nine holes by yourself. Hmm. Um, how do you approach practice? Do you, how deliberate are the practice sessions of things you're working on in your choice between if you've got X amount of time to go play around a golf or to go work on part of your game? How do you, how do you approach your, your golf game? I, I think for me, you know, I try to use the time effectively. I don't, I don't spend a lot of time doing it. You know, a lot of people will, will say to me, you know, that, you know, or maybe casual golfers and, and they'll, they'll realize I've won a few things and done fairly well here and there. And they'll say, Oh, you must play golf all every day, all the time. And that's quite, quite untrue. Um, I'll play once or in, in season once or twice um, a, a week and that's it. But I might go over to the club at, at four o'clock in the evening, uh, four o'clock in the afternoon. And I might go hit wedges for, and I, it'll be half an hour, 35 minutes. Um, I might go hit, you know, four irons. I might decide that's what I want to do today or go hit a couple drivers or I'll just go putt and chip, but I don't spend hours over there. I'll go over there at four o'clock and I'm back here, you know, five, five, 15, at the latest. And, you know, I, I kind of get it out of my system, but I, I don't, again, I mentioned earlier, I won't go play nine holes. Um, yep. To me, it's, I can get a lot more done in an hour, uh, you know, working on my wedges or whatever than I can get out of playing nine holes. Yep. So yep. That's kind of how I do it. And I, I don't, I don't live it. I don't uh, spend countless hours doing it. Um, but I enjoy doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned a little bit about some, uh, recreational golfers who realize you've won some tournaments and, you know, might ask you different questions. So in that spirit, I'm someone who has played in the Seacoast Am a few times, have mm -hmm. played in the mid Am a few times, have not, I've not yet made the cut in those events. Yeah. And that's, that's sort of the next goal for me is to make a cut in one of those yeah. kinds of events. So if you're talking to a golfer, who's, you know, I don't know, a, a six handicap, a nine handicap, who's, either hasn't yet or has played in a couple tournaments um, and given all of your tournament experience, what advice do you have for that kind of golfer who's thinking about trying to get to that next level in some competitive play? Um, you know, I've played with a lot of golfers over the years of, of all different um, um, abilities. And I would just tell you, you or anyone aspiring to do that, you know, 
it really is golf really is a numbers game and it, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be spectacular and it's not always good. It's really about putting a number on the board and not, and they say, you know, you always hear, you know, Tiger Woods is such a grinder and so-and-so is such a grind. It's really true. You, you just can't, you know, throw in the towel when things go south, because I don't, I don't care who you are. You're going to have bad shots and, and, and bad days. That's golf. No one goes out and plays well every single time. So I would just say, you know, just keep at it, play smart. And, you know, that three foot putt that you got, whether it's for birdie or for a double bogey is just as important and just right. keep going. Good. You know, it's a numbers yeah. game. Good advice. Um, I saw in an article that the New Hampshire Golf Association uh, had about you at the end of last season when you got a big award. And it, it was a comment you made about the the joy of competition in the age. One of the fun things about golf is the age range uh, yep. that you play against. And I think I think it was last year in the State Am, you went up in one of the rounds against, a, I think, a 14-year-old at the time. Yep. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about that that piece of what's unique about golf compared to a lot of other sports and where you're at in your career and what you're seeing now with youth getting into the game at a pretty competitive high level. Yeah, I remember that match was against Josiah Hakala and it was up at North Conway and um, he was a wonderful little, I'll call him a little kid. He was 14 years old. To me, it's a little kid. Right? <laughs> Young man, let's go yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, he was a very good player, um, you know, remarkable for 14 years old. I mean, his his size, you know, his dad was caddying for him. And I think his dad told me he weighed 98 pounds, quite literally. Wow. <laughs> but he he drove the ball very accurately, hit his irons very crisply, and he, he drove the ball 250 yards, which was more than adequate to play North Conway Country Club. And I certainly wanted to win that match as much as he wanted to win that match. Um, I love competing at all levels. Uh I still, you know, even though I'm a, you know, a senior golfer, I still want to beat the mid-ams. I still want to beat the kid. You know, I, I want to go out and play in the Seacoast Am and the State Am. Can I ever win again? I think there's a small chance, but I do believe I can. And I think if if I get to a point where I don't have that belief anymore, well, then what am I doing this for? You know, one of the beautiful things about golf is it's a lifelong um um, endeavor. It's not like playing um, high school football or, or baseball. You're not going to be able to do that for the rest of your life. Golf, you can do that. And I think you can compete, you know, for the rest of your days. Well, maybe not for the rest of your days, but I still believe I'm almost 63 and I still believe I can do it, you know, well, and to me, that's important. Yeah. Well, based on your, your finishes in the last few years, it's clear that you, it's clear that you can. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm going to, I know I'm running out of time, so I have to keep enjoying what I have. Yeah, yeah, good for you. Um, talk about your game. What are some of the hallmarks and strengths of your game? Some of the the people that you've been playing against in New Hampshire for many years now. How would they describe what your what are the strengths of your game? Um, I think for me, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, prior to all the uh, modern equipment. Um, the advantage I had was length. I could hit the ball um, a, a pretty good distance. Um, generally speaking, considerably longer than a lot of my peers. I haven't lost a lot of distance, although I have, I have some, obviously. Um, so, and I drove the ball over the years pretty straight. You know, I, I don't stray too much. I would say that was probably the strength of my game. Always been a decent iron player, uh, um, decent wedge player. My putting has been good and bad through my, you know, my golf uh, career, if you will. 
I've had times where uh, I believed I was the best out there as a putter. And I've had times uh, more, <laughs> unfortunately, more recently, as I've gotten older, I have times where I think I'm the worst putter out there. <laughs> um, you know, I competed the other day in, in the, the um, senior um, match play qualifier. And, and you know, I, I hate to admit it, but I four putted twice. And it's like, what's going on here? And it never used to bother me, but sometimes that creeps in a little bit now and, 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 and you can't help think about it, but right. I try to put it out of my mind. I always believe the next day is going to be better. Yeah. So, uh, you know, overall, I'd say I had a pretty balanced game. Um, if I had a weakness, I would say in my, my older days here, my uh, latter days that it's uh, probably been my short game suffered a bit. Yeah. Um, I want to move into something that a lot of golfers find interesting and talk to each other about, which is sort of what's in the bag. If you could just walk me through currently what's in your bag, starting, you forgot. No. <laughs> <laughs> starting with your, starting with your driver. I'd also be interested to hear um, how often you're changing out equipment or getting fitted, or if there's certain brands that you've just stuck with over the years, but let's start at the driver and go through the bag. Um, my driver happens to be a, a ping. I think it's a G 400. It's about three years old. Um, I, I put that in my bag quite, uh, accidentally one day I was, I was just testing drivers and I pretty much always had been a Titleist driver guy and was trying a new Titleist driver three years ago and didn't, wasn't any different than what I had. And I wasn't going to give the ping even a chance and all right, well, I'm here. I was over at golf and ski and, um, I tried it and I thought, Hey, this is going pretty good. And I ended up demoing it the next day playing uh, with Scott Peters up at Sunapee and um, it stayed in my bag since. So I got a ping driver that I like. It, uh, it's a very good club for me throughout the rest of my set is, is I have a, a Titleist uh, 15 degree three wood and I got a Titleist hybrid. My, my irons are, are Titleist two eight, two eighteens, I think um, for model year two eighteen AP ones. Okay. Um, prior to that, I had AP twos, which is, you know, the AP ones are the little bit more forgiving, which I think I yep. kind of needed <laughs> at this point. And I uh, usually bounce between a couple Callaway putters. So yep. and it rounds it out and wedges. I believe my wedges are all, uh, are all Cleveland. Okay. And what do you play for a ball? Titleist been Titleist forever. So I, you know, there are a lot of good balls out there. I, I, I think I could play with any one of them. Yep. Um, but Titleist has always kind of been my my brand, if you will, and I see no reason to change. And how do you mark your ball? One single black dot, black magic marker dot. Yep. Nice and simple. Yeah. Um, this next section I call gimmies. So these are short questions that should be straightforward. But as you know, okay. sometimes with gimme length putts, sometimes they're a, a little tricky. But these okay. are these are pretty short. So. What's your favorite course that you've played in New Hampshire? Golf Club in New England. That is a terrific course. Uh, what's the favorite club in your bag? Driver. This one's multiple choice. If you had the choice between just a crushed driver, a flushed mid-iron, or draining a long putt, which of those would you take? Driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, favorite Current favorite PGA and or LPGA player? I'm going to say Keegan Bradley, just because I played with him a few times when he was a kid at Portsmouth Country Club. I like watching him play. Yeah, good. That's that's a nice connection. Um, and is there a, a golf course on your bucket list anywhere, New Hampshire, outside New Hampshire, 
that you've not yet played that you would really like to play? Um, I'll expand that a little bit. I've never been to um, England or Scotland or Ireland, and I think I'd love to go over there and play uh, one of those uh, one of those courses or several of those courses. Yeah. So that if that counts, then that's what I would say. That, that absolutely counts. That's on yeah. that's on my bucket list too. And just to wrap things up, uh, the big question, which is, why do you love this game so much? Hmm. I think I love the fact that. A, I, I do it fairly well, and, and B, I, I love the competitive nature of it. I think we touched on that already, but yeah. I think that's the essence of golf to me. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you, Craig. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate your time uh, and enjoyed talking with you. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening. Granite State Golfers is produced by Dew Sweeper Productions. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next time, tee it up, have fun, and go low.